Okay, we're back. Uh, we've planned zero as usual. Uh, we've had very little news today. I have absolutely no idea what we're going to chat about. Gentlemen, welcome to the Blockmates DeFi Happy Hour. Hello. How are we doing? Hey. It's been, been good. Um, yeah, it's, you, know, you know what? I'm, I'm been... going away, but as I was telling you guys before we logged on, my poor little puppy has been throwing up absolutely everywhere. So if I do dip out and just go completely blank, it's because I am cleaning up sick. That's nice. It's what a nice make... dog. Because you're making your dog go on 40-mile runs for breakfast. That's what it is. <laughs> and then, and then, then I feed him ramen as well. Because I've now officially become the chief ramen officer. I will be, uh, I will be linking up with some ramen companies uh, over the weekend. And we'll be hopefully getting some ramen sponsors of the Blockmates podcast. Perfect. Would love it. I wonder love if there it. would anyone... be an opportunity for ramen companies to sponsor us. I mean, who would we actually reach out to? There's a few by me. <laughs> Tesco. Here we go. Um... Like AP student noodles. <laughs> yeah. What? Um. Are we on ramen or are we on steak this week? Has anyone done anything worthwhile in the market? I'm having a bit of steak, actually. It's been quite promising. My Nolo bags have been doing really well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite yeah. happy with that. Um, obviously, disclosure, we, we well, we, uh, we are invested in in Nolo, and we've, we like the project, and the guys are doing some cool stuff. So, yeah, it's been a good week from that perspective. So, I'm on steak. Okay, okay I'm on steak. I'm on steak. Sorry, Roman officer. <laughs> yeah it's the only thing saving my portfolio at the minute i did really really well over the past couple of weeks and um i haven't did too bad I usually give it all back i've probably give about 40 percent back so um yeah i've got a lot of assets on solana at the minute i'm still coping over unibot um i don't think i'm ever going to get upset about taxes again i'm just going to pay them and not complain. Um, have you seen that what really that thing has done? You get it. Dude, that thing has just cooked, man. And it's like, I thought it was going to correct all the way down and it just bounced like an absolute, like overly, over-inflated beach ball and it's going straight back up again. I thought it was going to go down to 60. I was like, it's going to go down to 60. It's going to go to that 0 0.768 Fibonacci and I'm going to get some. And I was wrong. <laughs> Balls v. Bears here then, isn't it? So, well done 100. to the guys who played this. Did you play this, Dan? Nah. No. I, I bet I can tell you what happened. You've probably seen it like, at a ridiculously low price and then just ignored it. <laughs> I was watching it at $10. You know, I even bought some at 10 and then I thought, no, and then I sold it at like 70 80% and then I exited and then I just watched it go straight back up again. I was like, you suck at this and didn't look at it again. What's the liquidity? 5.8 mil liquidity, 4.7 mil volume, 151 mil market cap, and it looks like all the supplies in existence as well. So, I mean, this is we were That's a beautiful before, thing. You know, this is like a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. This was every chart in in the bull. <laughs> yeah, this, you know what I found really interesting about this this correction in inverted commas on this chart is that normally what what we would have found is that it would kind of like you know go down to that that fib level and it just didn't do it on this because we had a clear parabola i mean that is a clear parabola to the top at 151 and it's just not done any of that really it's like it's it's just completely defying any ta i don't know if the guys want to like reflect on that dan i don't know what your thoughts are around that Uh, it's, it's down here. <laughs> just, 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 just fuck it. It's just only up in it now. But what's um, what's really been interesting about this whole like bot season is bots have been around for freaking ages. And like, if you're in the shitcoin space, like a year or two years or even three years ago, like snipers were scum, right? Like they're the people that were like loading up on bags for like I don't know, like 
pennies and I dumping them for like really big. So it's really interesting to see how things like Maestro, how Unibot has really like changed the narrative. And now what's what I'm actually really excited for with this whole bot narrative is when it comes to the bull run, we are all now armed with all of these, all these, all of these like different utensils where we can copy trade decent traders. We can like get into early on, uh, on, on projects. But what's interesting is how like they've, created a token and like that token has just been only up and it hasn't been just like a dud yeah it's um i think it's a it's one of those where you like someone obviously there's always something that comes before the one that that actually rips um and you you were telling me like prior there were a few that got hacked or got private keys leaked or just weren't very good on the opsec um but it's just one of those things where it's just right place, right time. And this seems to have absolutely nailed it. And the chart just continually going up only also helps. Um, like price is your best marketing tool, I think, when it comes to something like this. And then it's, as we've said a couple of times on here before, it's like price creates a narrative, um, not the other way around sometimes. So I mean, you've obviously seen a lot of other bots come online. Obviously, Nolo's where we're kind of focusing our attention on because it's integrated in our Discord and we've got a couple of got a couple of shekels in Nolo and stuff like that as well. But um, you know, I think you've got to meet the apes in their arena and everyone hangs out in Telegram and Discord. So I'm kind of surprised it hasn't catched on a lot earlier. And it's also really interesting that whilst this is happening and this is creating like reducing the friction for people to be able to trade. You've got some of the top. Me and Jerry were speaking earlier about the Unibot, uh, the Uniswap uh, wallet, where they're completely taking a different approach and going up much, much more tech-heavy through account abstraction and like this new Uni, Uni Uniswap X, where effectively people are just going to be completely abstracted away from any thought that they're actually on a blockchain. They'll be able to just purchase an asset. doesn't matter what chain it's on. They'll be able to put pay, They'll probably be able to use the MoonPay integration to purchase it. It doesn't matter where it is. They don't need to understand what's happening on the back end. They just want to purchase something. And the way that Uniswap is going to do that with Wallet is potentially a really, really big kind of um, moat that they're going to build around their product because they're going to root it all through Uniswap they're going to allow people to just buy directly out of the wallet, whether it's in cash or it's in crypto. You don't need to worry about loading up stable coins and ETH to pay for gas because the account abstraction and gasless gasless wallets that they're going to release. So then like Uniswap are definitely making waves. They're obviously pissing a lot of people off as well because they're effectively cherry picking some of the best niche DEX products and then threatening to put them behind a business license. I mean, Uniswap X is basically hash flow. <laughs> it's basically cow swap. So um, I don't know, but it's 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 interesting to see that. And I've, I said this on Good One TJ earlier. I think end of year 2024 is all going to be about the protocols that can reduce friction and onboard new users because the same money is just sloshing around. Sometimes I've got it in my world. Sometimes you've got it in yours. Um, but to actually cut through the noise, it's going to have to be something that just makes it as seamless as trading on SX or even just purchasing it, saying what you want, how much of it you want, and then that's it. You don't have to you don't have to worry about the rest of it. And Synthetics have announced that ECC about this Infinex product, which um let me see if I can bring it up here. See so we can try and read between the lines of what it actually is. Uh so this is it here. So it's time for DeFi powered by Synthetics and Optimism. And then if you have a look through the website, pretty slick website, it's time for DeFi trading experience. So simple that it feels centralized. So from what I'm kind of hearing, it's it's effectively a spot and a perps exchange that has this own um, inbuilt wallet, which is just makes this, the whole experience completely seamless. And um, again, so just to reiterate, I think the ones that try and make the UI and the UX and the user journey as simple as physically possible are going to be the ones that win um, towards the end of the year and into next year and then beyond, I think. That was a big ramble. Apologies. Uh, I'm with you on that one. But I also think what they need to do is they need to like make DeFi mobile friendly because I found like mm-hmm. it's not massively mobile friendly and like some of the best of experiences I've had 
has always been like a really basic like telegram bot there was one that i was using um and essentially like you could like buy and sell instantly because it goes behind the scenes into the contract you know it puts gas and slippage like max so you're just in and out really quickly so it meant that like let's say i'm on the go right i'm you know i'm um, I'm at the pub with the lads and like I can see one of my shit coins is like going down bad. You can literally like exit the trade like within seconds. And I think whoever can capture like that kind of market, the, the kind of UI that will allow me to do all of this like properly on the go within like a DeFi environment. I think they, 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 those guys are going to be ones that are really going to pioneer uh, that mobile space. Yeah, you've got it. Like I've said it a million times before, but the West assumes everything's done on like desktop and everyone's, but you'll know as, as well as anyone, Dan, in Asia, everyone is mobile first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone. I mean, to be fair, like, I end up using like Bybit on my phone more than I do on the on the laptop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do, to, to be fair. If I'm like using it to on and off ramp through whatever exchange, it's, I'm, I find it much easier to do through the phone. Same. It's changing the whole thing. I mean, we were we we had a, a spontaneous stream myself, um, Ben and Captain Rational yesterday, and the resounding kind of like conclusion around where the space is moving is that essentially the path to least resistance. How do you make this thing seamless where you don't know what chain you're on? It doesn't matter. It's like it's irrelevant. I don't care whether I'm using the Nolo bots to trade. People don't know that it's settling on Solana with zero gas fees because we know that Solana is like the, the fees are so low that you can actually afford to give it for free. That's essentially what the guys are doing and they're obviously building that cost into the product. And we're going to see more and more of that where it doesn't matter. And as long as you can integrate it into a mobile environment, like you said, with Uniswap, the Uniswap wallet is is actually really good. It's, it's In my opinion, it's definitely one of the better wallets that I've used on a mobile. Um, you know, it's up there with like Exodus. I mean, Exodus was always like, that's that's the pathway to Normieville. I mean, if you use the Exodus wallet, just in terms of just storing your coins, it's fantastic. It's easy. Exodus was Exodus was my first Bitcoin wallet. Yeah, it's a great wallet and, it's, and it just gets better and better. I mean, I, I don't use it really much at all. Um, but, you know, when I do go into it, it's actually really good and it just seems to get better and better every time they put their hands in there. So, you know, this is where it's all going. And, and you know, like Dan, I mean, I remember when Dan even long, like even a year plus ago, he was talking about sniper bots. It's like sniper bots, this is the way to go. And now it's only coming to the fore and people are seeing the value in it. It just makes the space more competitive, least resistant. It's actually radical how quickly it's, you know, coming to the fore. This is a sniper, isn't it, this one? Blacksmith. Never seen this one actually. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I'm, um, I interviewed on Chain Wizard yesterday. I just launched it, but they've got this. Uh, it's on my other account, but they're effectively the way I'd kind of phrase it. I was pitching it is just be like a complete degenerate Nansen. Um, so it takes like some of the shit away that you don't necessarily need on Nansen and just kind of focuses on where is the hot ball of money going? Do the traders have a good track record? Um, and you know what was funny? I actually said this to him. I was like, how do you sort out? How do you filter through who you know is actually making money? Because you remember when remember when Pepe ran and um, everyone was like, this wallet bought Pepe at like 10 cents. Like, what is he doing next with his money? losing it all because it was obviously a fucking insider you idiot it's like that's not who we want to follow for smart money um and he was like oh yeah we filter all that shit out like they're not smart money they're inside money <laughs> he's like so they have like a full checklist you can and it even categorizes it by what type of kind of trader are they in the institution are they usually someone who buys really early and sells like on day one are they like more of a day two to ten kind of guy it's like really 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 impressive like what they've built and it's a product of it's effectively a product version of how he operates as well. So um I've I've just I was just kind of blown away by it. And I know it's took him a long time to do it. So I'm like really impressed with what they've actually been able to churn out. This isn't paid or sponsored or anything. I just think it's a really, really good product and it's 
if you think about on-chain analytics, this 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 product is definitely for the more. I think it's definitely tailored towards us who like trying to look for early projects and trying to see what they're all about and stuff like that. And it just gives you a bit of a nod in the right direction to look at it. Whereas Nansen, I still think it leaves a lot to do and it's a bit more of an institutional product. I know you can definitely use it, but that's this one's definitely for for the apes. So um, that's called Chain Edge if you want to check it out. And these, these kindly um, give us a and, referral. And DMT, <laughs> so, what, what are you... And what is DMT? What's your thoughts on DMT? I know the guys have been chatting about it quite a bit in a number of discords. Um, are we coping on this one, or is it like what's the story? I bought I bought this retest here, and then shit myself when it like retested again, and then just left it because I couldn't be asked to do anything. And then, um, yeah, it just it was it just felt like a long time coming. It didn't really have its have its it had a good run up. Um, and then also kind of it's it's all got associated with like the roll bit fallout and then this is why we've seen this kind of decline but then it's kind of really bounced back if you go on the site like some of the games and shit like that they've got on there is incredible um so yeah and it's it's pretty schizo project as well so it's you know the memes will make it do really well but yeah i've got a position as well so i'm not trying to shell it or anything at all probably one of the only better trades i've had in the last month <laughs> well in in your defense i mean i don't have a bag of dmt in, but in your defense um you know i saw the guys chatting about it and you know my response to it um it's probably a bit of bit of bit of cope and a bit of mental illness mm -hmm. thrown in there but i was like why would i actually get involved at this point in time so that i can make a measly 2x i mean I, and as i was typing that i was like i can't believe i'm typing right now like a tx in this market would be amazing but it looks like it's doing what people were anticipating it was going to do and um i think it is there is positive sentiment around it on the street so um you don't have to be pumping your bags dude i think everyone's been doing it for you uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted I to mean, just just thoughts on rollbit as well just before i forget sorry grant i wanted to just chat about rollbit i don't i don't have a bag on this thing uh, I got involved and then I exited when it, it kind of like advanced and then it started going back down. I was like, I really don't want to hang around. And thank goodness I didn't. But I think long term, this thing is going to do really well. I just wanted to, you know, like also another response from me is like, why would I buy this thing, you know, at a 250 million market cap, even though it was at like almost 400? Like, is it going to do a 2x, 3x? And like some guys are saying this thing could easily do a 10x. And I was scratching my head and and i was just curious what you guys thought go down? how many more people how many more i guess like how many more people can they pay to like shill it because to go from here up to like a billion market cap like the amount of like money you're going to need to actually like flood into it is going to be a lot like i can't do like you know on stream maths because my on stream maths is is worse than grants but like it's just it would just be too much. Like, will it go back to all-time highs? I don't know. Maybe if they can create enough hype and buzz about it. Like maybe if they, um, maybe if they get like one of the the big big sports stars or big rappers in, like you know, if they got Snoop Dogg or you know Drizzy Dree or you know whatever to like pump the bag, then maybe. But I, I, I don't I know. Think, I'd, I think be, it, I'd be a bit skeptical. Product of sweets is awesome, but. I think if um, so, the bull and bear case for it, in my opinion, I've got positions. So if anyone's, I'm not, I'm going to try and counter trade myself and my own argument as well here. So the bull case would be the product's great, and if the fees that they're generating per day are true, then it's probably one of the most profitable projects in crypto. Um, if they switch to a full on kind of as a centralized exchange at the minute, but if they then position themselves as a new centralized exchange that already has a large user base, um, particularly with a lot of Binance fallout and a lot of market share to be taken there, that could be interesting. Um, or the alternative of that is, do they eventually have their own chain? I've seen a lot of L2s pop up. I don't know. I don't think, I think that's a little bit too much friction for the average user. Um, could they have an app? just been talking a lot about apps potentially um 
And then the real kicker for me would be if the revenue numbers come out and then they have revenue share back to Royal Bet holders, then that's when things start to get very, very spicy indeed. Um, the bear case is obviously, one, I don't think that influencer plan is going to work anymore. People seem, like Saka said, he's sick of getting death threats and shit like that, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Um, two, again, the, the flip side of the Binance argument, that this could be quite easily hit down with regulatory hammer. Um, but all weighed up, I think it looks all right. I've got a position, so but willing to puke it at any minute. So I find this one to be interesting, and this is the reason why I was asking, because, you know, like we've always spoken, well, I was very bullish around the idea, particularly around the, the, the last bull, that gaming was always going to be like that gateway drug into, you know, on-chain and primarily crypto. And I think there is still an argument for that. Um, I think gaming has always been like a cutting edge. Uh, and I'm not talking about gaming in terms of gambling. I'm talking about gaming in terms of real-time strategy games, MMOs, that kind of thing. So let's be clear about that. So, But what's interesting is that it seems like we might have got the gaming side wrong in terms of which games are going to make it happen. And it's obviously an opportune moment for you to be opening this website because when I look at this thing, it's very gaming. It's a very gaming mm -hmm. thing, but it's obviously mm -hmm. gaming centered around, you know, the gambling aspect and something that people have always enjoyed doing. They quietly do it. It's not something that people will sit around the Sunday lunchtime table with the family and say, oh, by the way, like, you know, I've been playing on the crap tables, you know, on chain at Rollbit. That's just not something that's going to happen. But it is a massive industry. And maybe the gateway to crypto is, in fact, you know, these casino games and these games. And it looks like these guys might be onto something just to support your bull case, Grant. I mean, sure, there's going to be others that are going to come along and they're going to try and copy this, maybe throw more money at this. But it looks like these guys have got plenty of money when they're paying people 250K or whatever it might be a month. I mean, I've heard 250K and it's come from very reliable sources. So I think we're in for a very interesting time. I mean, sports betting, as we know, is just an absolute beast. Beast. Now you've got sports betting on leverage, plus all these other crypto aspects that you bring into the mix. I mean, you really, really do have a recipe for something great. Um, I can't believe I sold my role, but... <laughs> I think Dan's right in what he's kind of alluding to there, because I know what he's getting at, because yeah. these, kind of, these kind of products... They're a kind of, it can be very quickly turn into a commodity. And the way that a lot of them distinguish themselves is just be in front of everyone's face. So, like stake.com is an example. Near of every sports um, production on the planet, they'll have a team or an athlete that is in some way, shape, or form related to stake. Like UFC, it's plastered all over UFC. What's interesting is Everton is sponsored by them this year. And apparently, the, they were going to sponsor Chelsea as well, but the Premier League put a halt on it. Like they'd already signed a stake deal with Everton. must have been like a season or two ago prior to them their expiry. And then stake.com apparently came in and that's been rejected by the Premier League. So that's an interesting one. But if Dan's right in what he's saying and they go on like a mass market campaign that's targeted towards normies as well as brands and sporting and whatever have you, then that's when things get really, really interesting. And stake.com did like $20 billion worth of revenue last year alone. So, Interesting. Kind of yeah. I think th this is where the, the inroads get made. And this is where, um, you know, recognition around a product and hard works. And, you know, it's, but at the end of the day, people actually don't care whether it's on chain or not. They just want something that has no resistance that can access off their phones. And they can get on with it. Two two tap, and I can bet. That's what people want. And these guys seem to be on the on the on the train to deliver that. Uh, I haven't seen this, by the way. What is this? Is this DMT? It's quite a heavy. Um, I think I don't think the site will load while we're on stream. It's quite a heavy stream, but um, yeah, give it a look if you if you get a chance. I think you'll really like it. Um, 
Danke Dream. Corp. Um, Danke Dream Machine, is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God, Dream Machine. Um, yeah, we covered Unibot, uh, Rollbit, Hero. Um, what did I notice that was running earlier? Solana's obviously performing pretty well. I mean, that's good. So it was really interesting to see, like, I think there's a really, like, interesting topic of discussion here around Solana because if you look at hard reacted to the upcoming FOMC, it actually really dumped hard, like in relation to everything else from what I saw. I mean, I wasn't watching it very closely, but then as soon as, you know, we, we got a little bit of a change in sentiment in the markets uh, leading up to FOMC, it really did find like a lot of momentum and just go straight back up again. It was, it was actually quite interesting to see that. Um, I think it reacted. Re really badly and then it reacted very positively like two ends of the spectrum have you seen this weekly though yeah i have that's a fucking good looking chart that yeah it is a good looking chart i say that as someone who's holding the most line i've ever held in my life so i'll take that with a pinch of salt <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's i mean it looks fucking great and i think what's happened there jerry is it's been in top top 100 um apart from like pepe that's that's like a complete anom anomaly but it's been the strongest performing asset of of 2023 year to date um xrp is somewhere close to it now after the, the kind of recent movements but and what why i think that you get that sharp pull back on that it's because like as soon as people get a whiff of anything negative sentiment in the market it's like people are up so much comparison to everything else it's like that's the first thing that gets exited because they can afford to sell it because they're up so much on yes. it so yeah. um but okay you know I, I, I think it, i think it looked great 44 would be great 200 would be better and then i fly everyone out on a <laughs> on a nice on a nice flight out to come see me <laughs> yeah i mean i think i think you know there's there's obviously been I think just a little bit repeating a little bit from what we chatted about last week, but there is definitely, you know, a lot of a lot of positive sentiment around Solana at the moment. I mean, obviously Hero have done a great job of, you know, like I mean they've they've done the, the long road and the hard road of, you know, like putting that network in place and now obviously onboarding a whole ton of projects. Um, so that's great to see. I'd like to. I mean, we can quickly cover this. I mean, I think that I think the chart's looking really great. I mean, obviously, it's it's been dismal for ages, but it's. I mean, you know, obviously, things will change, and I think you know, Hero is getting a bit of momentum at the moment. I'm not. I'm not like entirely like thrilled on. I mean, obviously, the chart's looking good. Don't get me wrong. I think it's great, but I, I almost feel like. It should be like triple this, you know, like it should be at like 60 cents. I mean, it's just like, it's just almost moving too slowly. Like, I know that's, I know that sounds weird to say that, but it's like, you know, if you look at people when too something lazy else... To, people are too lazy to go to Solana. Like, and but it's also, so easy. And, uh, and also, Dex, like just for people listening, Dex Screener can't pick up concentrated liquidity on Solana. So when it says like the 15k of liquidity on radium or whatever, that's not true. There's actually it's like a million dollars, isn't it? Where's a search on here? Am I being an idiot? Oh yeah. Two hundred eighty nine thousand dollars worth of liquidity. Um so and if you just use Jupiter dot like the Jupiter exchange, it just roots it through that. So the, you can look at it two ways. Yes, it's frustrating, but this is like a defined edge in the market because people aren't willing to go and do the extra like research and go directly to the source of the information. Yeah. Um, and what I can't it, even. Uh, I can't, I, I'm not even going to disclaim. I'm not even going to disclaimer this one because my fucking hero is locked for the next three thousand years. So I couldn't even dump on you all if I wanted to, <laughs> and I really want to. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the thing is, the thing is, what I found really interesting, just from a psychological perspective, um, around the apes and particularly in crypto, is that people like go out and actually like they work really hard on certain things, but when it comes to actually making the money, they don't. It's the weirdest thing. Like they'll like join Telegram channels and they'll speak to people like for hours and you know, and that's like it's work, you know, and then like asking questions and then it's like. Okay, well, here's the opportunity. All you got to do is like transfer funds here. And then the guys are like, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't want to do that? No, I don't want to do that. Here's, like, an, yep. here's another little bit of alpha for those lazy boys and girls. So this Mayan finance is a wormhole product. Um, so I like literally transferred some USDC, I think it was, from Solana to Arbitrum the other day under a minute connection metamask connection phantom and like from solana to arbitrum it was like literally under a minute the issue is when you go the opposite way from ethereum uh, to solana is probably going to take you 10 minutes arbitrum is going to take you longer because they have the much higher confirmations that you need because it's on the l2 uh avalanche to solana is really really good because avalanche has really really great finality and like Solana is obviously super quick. So, um, so yeah, that, this is a really good one. There's one called D bridge, like D E and then a couple of B R I D G E. Um, they're both really good. Um, and the only thing I was thinking of like Arbitrum to Solana, 18 minutes, but how long does it take you to on ramp from Arbitrum to a centralized exchange, swap it into the currency that you want, um, and then send it out. Both chains might be quick, but once you actually land on a Binance or a centralized exchange with Arbitrum assets, you have to wait a while because of the confirmation times anyway. So yeah. if you want to just keep it all on chain, you can get, you can definitely do that. And as I say, it's powered by Wormhole, pretty good product. I just really wish they'd just stop the pettiness and allow layer zero integration to happen. But Wormhole have also got Fire Dancer coming out pretty soon, which Solana's quick and powerful, but Fire Dancer's going to like put it on steroids, which is kind of super impressive. Um, and obviously they've probably got their fingers in the pies of a lot of Solana. So what they say goes. <laughs> yeah, it does. So what's next? Um, I mean, what do you, what do you think is next on, I mean, Dan, you generally very good at this kind of thing. In fact, you're probably one of the best in the space, in my opinion, in terms of like, what do you think's next in terms of, you know, narratives? Uh, just are we going to see a continuation of these bots? Is it something that's going to last another two minutes and then people lose their minds? What are your thoughts around that? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say like there's going to be a continuation of bots as the innovation for them continues to grow because it's making tr trading much easier. It's making it's making it fun. It's making it simple, right? And I put this in the newsletter because I was talking about bots as well. And um, what I think is going to happen, I don't know who it's going to be. It might be Yolo Nolo. It might be another competitor. But one of them will have something that I've called the Robin Hood effect. Now, we all remember during COVID um, when Robin Hood released, uh, really basically like released their apps. You could do options. You could like be super degenerate. You had that being picked up by Wall Street Bets, GME, and AMC, right? Now, if you can make a seamless uh, experience as as that, then I would imagine you're going to get the Robin Hood effect, which just was an absolute full send. I, I think they had like a ridiculous valuation of like seven billion or something uh, stupid, like during Pico Bull Run. Um, I think tell you what is, the narrative man. will move to when it comes to bots. Yeah, sniping is cool. But I think it will be like perps bots or trading within like Discord trading within Telegram. Because at the end of the day, like you with the lads in Telegram, like let's say we're in like meal deal two or whatever, you know, and you're like there's shit talking about coins or whatever. If I could do slash buy name of coin amount in there and it comes up with a leaderboard and it shows, you know, you know, in, in this channel who's the best or the worst trade or whatever it brings that social element to it which i think is super important 
really, really that, important. That's, that's the thing. That's the thing, isn't it? And what what Gunny was saying on that, that's that's a really good point. What was Gunny was saying about that is the best part of being on the trading floor was all that back and forth, giving each other shit, laughing at people when they didn't done bad, like congratulating people when they've done good. That like you can kind of do it on Twitter. You don't know who's laughing, who isn't. If you're all like in your friendship group and like even like if it's a wider community and people are trading left, right, center, like just meet the apes where they where they are effectively. And I think that's what they do. Yeah. I mean, let's let's be honest. Like, if you've had like if you've had like a massive win, and like you you hit but you obviously like bought and then then you sold, like sometimes the feeling's just very numb because you've got no one really there yeah. to share it with. And it's like you want to be like, oh, yeah. dude, I just, I just, I just made like, I just made like ten grand, or I made some pickles and peanuts, and I, and I'm not eating ramen tonight, you know. Like other other than that, it's like, mm, yeah, a bit boring. Well, that, yeah. that's why all the top perp stexes love the PNL referral screenshot with, like, you can share it to Twitter. Like, it's it obviously helps and people, and that naturally helps promote the product as well. So it's. Um, but you give me an idea. I'm just going to create a Reddit account and then start shelling it to all the Wall Street bets, guys. <laughs> but we hold on all on making that. They can pay for my stake tonight. <laughs> oh, we need we need to get the uh, infiltrate. Them. We need to get the chairman in the, the the Wall Street bets chairman. He's always posted on uh, on Twitter. Same with like Ash. Uh, I think he's one of the mods there. I think I think for me for me like the the really. The real challenge around this whole idea, because I think the idea is sound, so I'm definitely sold in the, on the idea, but it needs to be the delivery of said transaction or bet that's placed and how it's displayed and how it's communicated in the medium that you're dealing with needs to be done properly. You know, it needs to be done interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that needs quite a bit of work. Even, I mean, Telegram's been something that's really worked on it for ages. You know, you look at what they've like the guys who who run the buy bots and all that kind of stuff they've been through the motions of that i think discord's very much still in its infancy um but it'll be interesting to see how that develops and how the delivery is made and how hard kind of like kind of takes that 2d text-based experience and then try and turn it into something more than that you know and i suppose if you if you're printing money on a perp bet that you've made it's going to be kind of like a a, po- a net positive all around and even losses, you know, I think people can see the losses and say, well, you suck, dude, you know, like you should never have come in at this point or whatever the case is. So um, it's going to be interesting. Look forward to seeing how that plays out and especially for the next bull. I mean, it's going to be like, it's going to be insane. I kind of thought digital fact- ID might have had a run uh, on the, off the back of like world coin, but it seems like everybody hates world coin so much that people are like, Ugh. So the uh, so the digital ID. Oh, do you see um do you see on Twitter uh yesterday or a little bit earlier today, um that somebody's getting their eyeball scanned literally like every eight seconds, according to uh Mr. Mr. Sam. For what? For what? To what end? Yeah, like ten bucks. <laughs> and maybe someone's got like a really good referral code, but no, it just goes all into their like back end database now. I'm, I'm quite skeptical with it because you're getting like this massive like database of like eyeballs. Now, could you imagine if like people who had like uh, a specific interest in this kind of data were aligned with the project, like the amount of info that you could get, but then you could like argue like, like Apple like and Android. And AI. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. AI, his other project. <laughs> yeah, man. And then like, oh, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's a very like touchy one but then you could even go as like far as like apple and android where they scan your thumbprint to, to log you on so in theory you know if you were to ever do the doogie your thumbprint somewhere out there mm-hmm. and face id like apple pay now on ios whatever it is is or whatever device it is that's that's face id um but yeah did you see did you see anything about the the actual Wellcoin token. So was, me, and, me and Alex were having a little chat about it on Good Morning TJ the other day, but 1% circulating supply, um, 25% overall to will be vested towards VCs and contributors and shit like that. 75% for the community, whatever that means. 
Um, and I was just thinking like, if it's an asset that's supposed to help with a global problem of universal basic income, that isn't <clears throat> even a thing yet, but could be because of the displacement of AI. If that's what the asset is supposed to be for, then what? What's? why does the VCs need 25% of that supply? Because <laughs> they're VCs. So it's, uh, apparently VCs are more important than everybody else, didn't you know? Did you not it's, get the memo? So they inbox? can continue the development of one of the most revolutionizing products out there. It's a load of shit. 115 million rares, that like Series C prior to... So post, it's so dumb, dude. It's like one of the dumbest things probably in the space ever. Like if the only people who are going to win, uh, whoever la- managed to land the market making deals for the initial token, because they're going to get a shitload of fees, they're going to get a shitload of volume, they're going to have a really good option to purchase those underlying tokens at a really steep discount with a strike price that's extremely favorable to them. Um, and all that does at the end of that day is the price is above the designated strike price that they agreed with with Wellcoin, then they exercise that and they've got 0.5% of the supply at like a dollar and it's at like four or five, six dollars then. And then you can me- immediately go and realize that that potential profit. So it's it's fucking stupid. And it reeks of how any Alameda project was set up as well with an extremely low circulant supply and high FTV. It's by by FTV, it's it would be ranked at number seven, just below USDC. Wow. Okay. Crazy so that, so the greatest the greatest scams are the ones that are happening in broad daylight in front of everybody. Those are the greatest scams. Not a, bad gig, not a bad gig if you can get it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, they're having the FTX creditors. They're, they're the winners of 2023. <laughs> Insane. Um, is, is there, any is there anyone going to... What he's up to? Has he got in trial in November? Sam? Yeah, that's still on here. Sam, yeah, he's trying to discredit the star witness as much as possible by leaking her diary. That was like quite a big thing. Um well, a little bit. I don't I think, think he's going to get any jail time, to be honest. I don't. I don't. Of course he won't. He's got some friends in high places. It seems that's what that's what we've been given the impression. So let's see. Where's old Tabasco Sauce? Because he has literally like has he fallen off a cliff? Have, like, <laughs> have they axed him, or is he like still in the middle of the Mediterranean with a bunch of hula hula girls? What do you think? <laughs> He's in the middle of the Mediterranean with a bunch of hula hula girls. What a lad! What a lad! Um, just uh, just something something that we were chatting about that I think is quite relevant um, in the space at the moment is you know we we obviously saw this huge influx of raises that happened towards the end of last year going into the beginning of this year. Um, you know some protocols raised an awful amount of money. Uh, we haven't heard much from them since. Uh, one would assume that they are building. Uh, we hope they are. Um, and then there was obviously like the concern around, you know, US-based protocols that, you know, were quest- that had a big question mark, like how do we go about raising money in light of this whole like securities thing? And then obviously, you know, who, who would have thought that XRP would have landed up being the darling to pave the way for a precedent that has been set with the SEC but essentially, we're looking now at, at liquid bootstrapping events as being kind of like the, the the way to go about raising funds and to avoid this whole securities label that could be imposed upon you. How does this change the space going forward? You know, like is is this now how people are going to raise money? I think Grant, you had quite a a good perspective on this. Yeah, I think so. The way that 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 aspect of the case was partially settled or whatever you want to call it. I, I'm absolutely nowhere in shape or form qualified to speak about that. But the real key points to take from it were the XRP token, because it was traded, a digital asset that was traded on an open market where people could see a fair price and they could effectively, they weren't kind of forced into purchasing at a specific price and people would buy and sell in. There was market makers filling the orders. Um, so, that was that was by the book. Um, I think it's the unregistered initial sale of securities which gets people into a little bit of hot water. So, and we, how many times have we spoke to projects 
like between us three and said like LBP is the way LBP is the way to do it. It's the fairest way to do it. Um, and what an LBP is, it's effectively a bonding curve where you can actually buy the position at the TGE, but you can also sell the position at the TGE. So it's a fair market yeah. price for that asset. Mm. So um, I guarantee everyone's only going to go for airdrops now, and I guarantee they're only going to go for LBPs. So it'll be one of the two. Um, one, an airdrop isn't guaranteed profit. Two, an LBP is a fair market price on a digital um, market maker, effectively. Yeah. So I, I can imagine yeah. that's the way the industry standard's going to go from now on. So okay. no, like, and we unlimited, know- no unlimited cap raises at a specific price point. Yeah. I mean, Tapioca are going to do LBP events. Um, Savvy are about to do it as well. I mean, we covered Savvy. Um, one really interesting tonight. article. You did an interview as well. I actually enjoyed that. It was really worthy. Um, they're good. They're just, just nice, generally good dudes. Like they're just yeah. They're there for the right reason. There's another article tonight as well. It's like a bull case because everyone seemed to like the tapioca bull case article. So we did. We use that structure for this one as well. But it's just a, yeah, you know, just good product, good good people. Like can't ask for much more. Yeah, they just get on with it. You know, there's no whinging. But what I liked, what I liked is that they were. I saw that when we chatted to them, they were like, uh, we're not so sure about, you know, how to approach this. Like, you know, there wasn't any mention made around the SEC and that, but you can see, you know, like there's a lot of uncertainty around that with protocols, especially with the US-based guys. You know, guys don't want to freaking move to Puerto Rico and do shit like that. They want to stay at home, you know, and it's great that this precedent has been set now. LBPs, I love them. I mean, you mentioned that essentially it's a Dutch, Dutch auction to those of you who don't know. Um, goes on a curve. Uh, it's quite a, an interesting way of doing it. And it's just, it's transparent. That's that's the thing. You can see where the price is at. It's done over a period of time. Some people do it over three days. Some people do it over seven. I think Savio are doing it over seven days, if I'm not mistaken. Um, really? So, yeah. And and it's the way to go. I mean, it's not, it doesn't mean that it's going to be a, a success. Not all of them are. Remember, this, this space is very unpredictable. But at least you know what you know what's out there, as opposed to you know VCs and what they do behind the scenes. Uh, I think it's a step in the, the right um, direction. So the way I think the the standard for how so what will happen at the beginning of the LBP, you can choose to buy at a higher price, and then over time they'll slowly like reduce the amount of. Um, USDC or ETH that's in the per, and the price will slowly move down as as the other asset dilutes the concentration of that of that asset. So if you want to buy at its highest price price point before everyone before the allocations built up, go do it. You're going to pay a premium for it, but at least you guaranteed a um, you guaranteed an allocation on that. Yeah. Um, it, it could last three days, it could last a week. It's completely dependent, but. The closer you leave it to the price point being as low as it can possibly go, you're, you're catching a knife, basically. Um, so that's the way the tapioca one will do. They usually started at like 4x the... So the initial starting price will be 4x the p- potential um, ending price. But if people are bidding it up, it's, it's, on, it's on a bonding curve. So the price could actually finish higher. It won't finish lower. Um and it's all just about supply and demand of that token. So that's I think it's the fairest way to do it. The only other way we've seen, which we spoke about a million times as well, is with what the Redacted Cartel launch, where they said, we don't actually give a shit at which point of the LPP you actually buy it. We're going to give you like a, a time-weighted average price um, yeah. over, the, over the full LBP and then average it out for everyone so everyone gets the same fair price. So, But that's, again, that's still built, built around demand because if people were bidding stuff before the price was actually converging to its lowest price point, then everyone's getting a higher average high price, if that makes any sense at all. So they're the best yeah. ways to do it. They're just, they just are. It's, it should be kind of industry standard, I think, until someone comes up with a better way, but I think that's the fairest way to do it. Um, has anyone seen any interesting raises recently? Uh, ETH storage raised another seven million, and like their valuation is up a hundred million now. Shit, what's like Series B or something? Series C? I think so. 
you know, can you remember like six months ago that we seen all these wallets raising a shit ton of money? And then now, as we were saying with like Uniswap, their wallets came out and that's really, really good. They're going to move to like account abstraction and making it simple for like the, the average user. So if you can, like if you go on Telegram for anyone listening, go on typing crypto fundraising. Um, there's a group on there with like 19,300 subscribers. And that just like, that just posts near enough every raise that happens in the space. So like the last one was decentralized social graph, really protocol raises 2.1 million funding from SWE Foundation, Genesis Block, Big Brain Holdings, and a few others. And then the one prior to that, blockchain game developer D-Labs Games raises 4.7 million in seed round funding uh, led by Hashed, Polygon Ventures, Spartan Group, Merit Circle. Um, so it's just a good idea to kind of forecast where private money is getting spent. And then from that, if there are public opportunities um, on the market already that you know there's going to be a ramp up of, of that particular narrative, like if it was wallets, there's I don't have a position in this, but I'm just saying it for example. If if you know private money is allocating to wallets, then um, what particular wallets have an, an asset that's freely traded available? I know there's that mod modular wallet, which is great. They have like that mod token, or I think Trust Wallet probably gets hammered from people who are in private rounds still still vesting and stuff like that. But it's a it's just a good way to get an inkling of where the industry might be moving and if there's anything you can pick up on opportunity wise to kind of set and forget until that narrative kicks off. I think it's a good good way of approaching it. Thank you, gentlemen. I think I think that concludes the DeFi happy hour, the blockmates DeFi happy hour. Um, to everyone out there who is Fighting the good fight on the LARP campaign. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, <laughs> I, will, um, I, will, I will leak leak a bit of info on that. So if you've been watching closely, particularly on YouTube, you will have seen the fifth and final code embedded somewhere in this video. Mm. This comes out this comes out on Friday the twenty eighth. So so if you are listening and if you listen to the end, you should have been rewarded handsomely. Trying to reward those who actually are interested in what we're producing, not trying to just sibble stuff for potential cheaper allocation that's for a, the main FT. That's a that's a truly, truly yummy bit of intel that you've just given us. So thank you so much. <laughs> All right, take it easy. Speak to you next time.